When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. War Eagle Auburn family, and welcome back to another edition of E2C Extra, where we sit down, we get together, we talk about anything within the Auburn family spectrum. Always a little heavy on the sports here, but if it's orange and blue, it is what we do. On this episode, we are talking about the spring sports and more specifically one of the diamond sports, Auburn baseball, and what has been a very intriguing and slightly amazing season because I think a lot of people, I don't know if shocked is too strong a word, but maybe at least surprised with where Auburn now finds themselves at the beginning of postseason play as we enter the 2022 NCAA tournament with the Auburn Tigers finding themselves as the number 14 overall seed hosting a regional and an opportunity to make some noise once again as a host team in the tournament. We want to talk about that, but we also want to talk about what got us to this point, maybe a little bit of a retrospective back at the rest of the season and what led us to this point. And you don't want to hear me just talk about it. You want to hear some other voices. So more specifically, we're going to talk to a voice we've talked to before here. You know him from our YouTube channel, one of our regulars there. He's a member of the Booster Club, my good friend, Mr. Dustin Smith, or as we know him affectionately, Dusty. What's going on, Dusty? Kyle, it's good to be with you, buddy. Missed your face. Glad you're back. Uh, listen, you know, uh, vacation is great, except when you bring back a souvenir of a sickness, <laughs> as the listeners can probably hear in my voice. <laughs> and I'll be doing that a lot during this. So uh, please bear with me. It's uh, Dusty's the one that's at 100%. I am not. So he's going to have to carry the load tonight. I don't think he was prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's talk about baseball a little bit. Like, How are you – just before we get into the retrospective and – and the look at the tournament, how are you feeling about Auburn baseball right now? Are you hyped about it? Or are you kind of cautiously optimistic? What is your feeling of Auburn baseball as we sit in that interim period between the regular season and the official postseason with the NCAA tournament? Um, when I look back at the the season as a whole and, and kind of where we sit right now, I'm I'm happy because there was an emphasis before the season from Butch, from the program, from you know, from everybody of kind of let's get the fans back involved. Let's let's kind of breathe some life back into the baseball program. And if you look at the attendance numbers, they were the highest. I mean, it seemed like every home series they were posting, you know, highest attendance ever for a home series. So we really we really seemed to kind of do well in that. I saw as the season went on, the team got better, um, a lot more interaction on the social media sites, you know, things like that. And those those things are important nowadays. So I'm very happy about that. Um, there's obviously some rumors going around about facility upgrades in baseball. So. Mm-hmm. You know, if we see uh, if we pull the trigger on the basketball, hopefully when that comes up, they'll pull the trigger on that as well and just just keep the ball rolling. So and we're hosting a regional. So if you look back at the beginning of the season, a team that was picked to finish dead last in the division and now you're hosting a regional, um, you got every opportunity in front of you. What is it about Auburn teams being picked last and then overachieving? I mean, is is that just the ingredient for success? Pick us last and we're going to win the whole thing. <laughs> 
I guess there's, you know, I bet you know people like this in, in your personal life that uh, it seems like their back against the wall brings out the best in them. And uh, that's just, that's the Auburn Tigers. So kind of maybe that will benefit us come this football season, huh? No, maybe so. We can definitely hope so because I think we're going to need a little bit of that mentality, uh, especially with some of the expectations that are heading toward, towards us in the fall season. But more back on on spring stuff here. I, I do agree with you that I, the trend right now is in a very positive direction in terms of wins, in terms of perception, in terms of interaction and excitement level. You know, we talk about the big three a lot. We talk about football, basketball, and baseball. And of those three, there's a, still a hierarchy with football, basketball, and, you know, it'll always be that way. I, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't care how good Bruce Pearl is. Football will always be first. And I love Bruce Pearl to death. We can never, we, we cannot, there is no measurement to prove how valuable Bruce Pearl has been to Auburn, but he will never surpass the value that football is to Auburn in any way. Yeah, it's a culture thing there. It's it is. where we live. It's just, you know. It is. But on that point, baseball will always be third. And I think, you know, what you see now is, not that it hasn't happened before, but a recognition of the hierarchy and accepting of it, but also saying, you know, let's play with, with the hand that we're dealt and invest in what we have and the excitement we have and make sure that we're putting a product out in the field that's exciting. And if you give the fans a reason to be excited about it, they will come. And boy, do they. I mean, you, you brought it up already. The attendance has been up. Uh, the excitement, the engagement on social media has been up. Um, and, and it's been a really fun season to watch baseball kind of reestablish itself as part of that big three and really um, the minds of the fans. You know, it's easy to get excited about it when it's postseason play, but this has been building for a while. I'll, I'll push it back into the, you know, that weekend going to Tennessee and looking for some legitimacy. <laughs> and I think people walked away even taking the loss in the series against number one Tennessee at the time. This team was for real. And they were well, all we gave that. We gave that Friday night game away. So when you look at it, it's really we had that series, and then we played well on Sunday. So exactly. So that was a legitimacy, and I think it's a great point to bring up because we want to talk about what led us to this point and what what were your expectations? Honestly, did you expect Auburn to finish last in the SEC? Did you expect them to finish back half? Like, what were you thinking realistically when we started this season? Just because Auburn was picked to finish last, I didn't think we would finish last. And, you know, honestly, I mean, honestly, um, nothing, nothing's goofier to me than a, a preseason poll anyway. And it, especially now, you might as well give it up with the transfer portal. So when you look at Sonny Deshera's numbers coming from Sanford, he had good numbers, but you didn't think he was going to come in and bat over 400 for most of the year and, you know, SEC co-player of the year. So, um, I really didn't know what to expect. I knew we weren't going to finish last, but you just have you have these transfer portal guys and baseball because of their time. And they had a whole season where they didn't get to play because of COVID restrictions. So everything's just kind of off, it seems like, in baseball to me. So um, I really I really didn't know what to expect, honestly, Kyle. I just knew that we weren't going to finish last. I knew that Butch Thompson was too good of a coach and that Tim Hudson was too good of a coach. And uh, in my conversation with Heath Kelly, he just kind of reassured me like this program is, is going to do better than that. Yeah. And I, I think back a lot to your conversation with Heath Kelly, which we published here and it's very insightful now. So I hope people will go back and kind of listen to that in retrospect and kind of like, wow, maybe Heath knew a little bit of something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All, you know, it makes sense. A guy with connections to the program might actually know what's going on with the program. Yeah. You Played know? on that field and, you know, came through in big moments for sure. Absolutely. So 
very insightful on, on his part. And and now I kind of look back at that. And I was like, I need to least listen to Dustin and Heath Kelly a little bit more often because they seem to know what's going on now. Um, but yeah, I would say for me, being a little bit disconnected as I had been from baseball over the last two seasons, I, I kind of was similar to you. I, I didn't expect us to uh, finish last because I just never, that's just me. I'd never expect Auburn to finish last in anything. Yeah. But I, I was kind of expecting us to maybe be on the lower end. I was asking people that are very familiar with the program before we, the season even got started. All right, tell me what to expect. You know, like what's in the the common theme that we saw this season, you know, bullpens questionable, who's going to be the third starter, that type of thing. Um, and there were a lot of people that were excited about how we were going to be able to hit. And boy, did they still undersell that. I mean, Sonny Deshera yeah. alone, Blake, Blake Rambush, uh, Kaysen Howell. I mean, the fact that we had to move around in the batting lineup, Sonny Deshera to protect him into the two <laughs> slot, and still pe- people are getting wrecked by our three guy when we move him <laughs> into the two spot, shows you how much flexibility offensively this team has had, which has also helped it in some of the deficiencies pitching-wise that have sometimes, and I say sometimes, uh, meaning that because there were times that the pitching staff actually kind of rose to the occasion more than we even thought that they would, specifically the bullpen. Um, So I think that this team, its weaknesses are obvious. Its strengths are very obvious too. And it's really just a matter of can they cancel each other out with the strengths kind of taking the edge and then if they do that they, they have themselves in position to win yeah I think the most important thing is that game one is your starter you know going seven innings deep and you just really you're getting out of that first game with a win there's no reason why we shouldn't beat South Louisiana no disrespect to them they've got this far for a reason mm-hmm. but just when you look at the numbers and you look at who they played and everything there's mm-hmm. you know that's something that we should handle so let's uh that starter I'm assuming it's going to be Gonzalez because you really need to get that win and I think the team needs to get a win after having a rough week last week I'm mm-hmm. um, just, a, you know, so hopefully it'll be a packed house and I, I can't wait, man. I can't wait. And let's talk a little bit more about that in just a second. But I, I want one more thing from you about kind of looking back at the season. If you had to like pinpoint a moment or two, maybe one or two, whichever you'd like of where the turning point was in this season where you said, OK, this team's got something going on. Where was it for you? Um, I would say that. Well, looking back at it, you look at how big uh, the A&M series was now. Mm-hmm. I don't think they lost an SEC series after we beat them. So they were that's the same players, right? They were a talented team. Um, so that's a good win for us. I feel like that one probably helped us host the regional because they're a five-seed overall. And then going down there to Baton Rouge and getting that one as well. Um, that's a very good one. And that that one kind of for me. And I want to I wanna shout out to all the Auburn sports teams this year for your total domination of LSU. It's been great. <laughs> it's been great. Um, I'm sure they got some little stuff down there. You know, some corn dogs might come after me and pick out some little sport they beat us in. But when we're talking the big three, baby, we broke that curse. I smoked a big cigar that night. Um, <laughs> so we got that done in football. We got you in basketball. Uh, rest in peace, Will Wade. And then we got you in <laughs> baseball, uh, your whole deal. So, man, uh, how about the real Tigers of the West? I mean, so, yeah, really? I, I would say that series right there, and you know that that kind of is the one. And then Bama, uh, Bama too. Even though they they didn't make the tournament, they still weren't a bad team. And um, we were gonna Bobby Barrels was about to hit a hit a line drive in the gap there in the mm-hmm. bottom of that fifth, and we were gonna take the lead there and sweep them. So yeah, I I think that's a key one to bring up because this potentially could have been the reason Auburn wasn't a host regional, but after missing that opportunity to have that win on the record. And that's, that's like you said, saying against the Alabama team, which was not a pushover. 
So it, it would have been a solid win to have on the resume, even though it was at home. And it could have potentially really devastated Auburn, especially the way they ended the last two weeks of the season with the loss of the series of Kentucky, with the very disappointing performance in the SEC tournament. What is it without SEC tournaments and our teams not showing up these days? Um, but hopefully that trend will not continue into the NCAA tournament this time. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. When you're the 14th seed, obviously that's an honor. You're a host regional, but you are one of the last host regional teams, which means that you're probably going to be seeing stiffer competition in your host regional. So it's not just one of these given for, say, a number one Tennessee who should be sweeping the field and moving on to super regionals. No kidding. This is a chance for teams like UCLA is the number two seed in our regional for uh, Southeastern, uh, maybe, you know, who knows? They might surprise everybody here. Or a Florida State is the number three seed to surprise Auburn here and move on. So for everybody who thinks that just because you're a regional host means that that's just basically setting you up for success, don't think that. This is going to be a tough regional. So when you look at the regional as a whole, Dustin, what are your overall thoughts, impressions? How do you start making sense of what this looks like for Auburn in their host regional? Well, when you look at it, you just kind of feel like it's going to come down to a Sunday where you have to beat Florida State, right? I mean, it does just... feel that way, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, that's just kind of the way that works. But I mean, I don't want to sell UCLA short. Obviously, um, I didn't I didn't watch that Oregon State game, but those Jeez. are some numbers. So uh, <laughs> I don't know what to think about their pitching or whatever with that. But they uh, no, if you look at UCLA's numbers down their whole lineup, um, they have a lot of guys that are batting around 300 or 280, 290. They just have a real a real solid a real. They don't have a guy that really like sticks out, you know, like a Sonny Deshera type. And if I'm missing on that, UCLA, I guess, uh, Bruins fans, I'm sorry. I haven't watched any of your games, but they seem to have a real solid, you know, uh, team. And I don't I don't want to sell them short. They're a great program. But I just with the history of it, you know, you feel like you're going to come down to Florida State. So like I said, I just feel like that game one is is the most important for us. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I, I think getting off to a great start is something that Auburn really needs after the last two weeks. Yeah, uh, they do that. They can probably ride that that confidence boost. They can ride that little momentum maybe into that second win on day two. Yeah, because if the fans come back into the ballpark Saturday, everybody's fired up, everybody's feeling good. Exactly. And then you move into a Sunday situation where you now have an opportunity. You have a two-game buffer to move on in a double elimination uh, regional to move on to super regionals. I I think if if Auburn can do that, if they can get to Sunday with no losses, they're going to be sitting pretty. And and I'm I'm not trying to be overconfident, but I just just feel like the momentum's there. The hype's going to be there. As I said on a, a live stream I did previously, this it just it doesn't feel like this team is willing to let something like that happen. That's this significant for this program, and that may be me right now, just <laughs> setting us up for failure. <laughs> but uh, it just doesn't feel that way. But kind of like you said, it also feels like it's coming down to Auburn and Florida State because that's just the history of the thing. So, uh, in your uh, no disrespect, as you said earlier to Southeastern, but you are the number four seed in the regional. The expectation is for you to take a loss to Auburn. Maybe you surprise everybody and get a, a win in game two, but you're going to be the first team out in theory. So let's just go, let's assume things go chalk and they're not part of this conversation. Who do you really think it is? Is it Florida State or do you think UCLA is the team that Auburn has to beat to get out of here? Um, I want to point this out. All these teams in this regional, uh, with the exception of Auburn, not like it matters for us, we're the host, but we were 10 and 8 on the road. Uh, the other three have a losing record on the road. And like Florida State, uh, I don't have UCLA's right in front of me. I do remember it was a losing record there. Florida State was 16 and 13 and Southeast Louis- uh, Louisiana on the road. Let's see, I don't have it. I don't have it in front of me, but they uh, they had a, a losing record as well. So, you know, they're, they're, these, are, these are teams that are not very good away from home. Um, I, I, I think it's Florida State, though, Kyle. I really do. Uh, they've played the the tougher schedule. They they beat Miami. They swept North Carolina. Yep. Um, they've they've played some good ball. They really have. And uh, I just I like the ACC a little bit over the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. It it does feel like year in and year out, whether it's baseball or basketball, like that, there's there's always those couple of teams from the Pac-12 that, or the West, we should say in general, that get out of there and there's they're very respectable. But then you look over to the ACC. As you said, Miami, North Carolina, we'll throw Notre Dame since they compete in there as well. They were in conversations for being a, a regional host as well. Um, several other teams. Uh, NC State, I believe, made it to the championship game. Those are not was, pushover uh, teams. It, they, this ACC is strong. So when you come out of there, you got to expect Florida State to be good. Yeah. For I found that for the Southeast Atlanta, they were 9-17 and 17 on the road. Ooh. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's an, uh, a conference that is not not that great. Yeah, that's 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 not that good. Uh, so I, I don't want to continue to disparage the uh, southeastern fans, but I mean, goodness, uh, I don't see a lot of hope for you in Auburn. Um, FSU, though, it, it it does feel a little bit poetic if Auburn yeah. and uh, Florida State with their history. Uh, Rod Bramblet, the late Rod Bramblet's had a lot of history with mm-hmm. calling those types of games. Uh, every year that goes by without him, it feels you know. Like it just it feels like it's been decades now. So it it would be almost poetic to have something special happen against Florida State with Andy Burcham, even without his you know co-pilot, uh, his his former co-pilot. He and Brad Law do a great job together now on the calls. 
but it, it almost feels like this could be setting up for a, a quite a special weekend. And I'm not talking about some amazing down to the wire game, but just one something that Auburn baseball needed: a return to form, a return to prominence in a sense, and showing that Bush Thompson has really got this program heading in the right direction. And and what I thought I loved you brought up earlier that they require investment. Keep Butch here. Give him the facilities. Make the improvements. You've already done it by committing to a Frank Thomas statue out that's been long overdue. There's more Absolutely. that needs to be. There's more that needs to be done, and I think they're going to prove that. Hey, this isn't just a flash in the pan, and that's what I'm hoping. Everything's cool, right? Everything's cool. So, any other thoughts on the tournament? Want to drop any predictions further beyond that, or is let's it too uh, soon to do that? Let's do this. Let's do a player that is most important to the team in this postseason here, this regional. That is I'll, not named Sonny Deshera. I was going to say. Choice. <laughs> I was going to say. That's a great question. Um, goodness. You know, my, my gut is to go um, pitching because of how questionable, especially bullpen-wise, they have been at times. However, with everybody not wanting to pitch to Sonny, you got to have the guys around him hitting well. I'm going to go Blake Rambush. I hope I hope I didn't steal Rambo from you, but I, I think <laughs> how how good he's been. That's going to be the key to Auburn's batting success is protecting <laughs> protecting Sonny Deshera. He's right there at 350. He's been solid. Um, I want to go Bobby Pierce. Uh, he has been coming on strong. He's batting 312. He's stolen five out of six bases, and he's only been in the lineup for a little over a month now. But what I'm going to go Case and Howell. And I'm looking at the whole package from Kaysen. Mm-hmm. He's still batting right there at 300. He's at 295. Um, and obviously, he is a defensive stud. Anything out there, he's going to get to it. He's just not going to make a mistake out there. Um, and his leadership. He was a freshman that year that we made the run to Omaha. He had some big hits. You can go back and watch it. You know, the, the North Carolina regional, super regional, I mean. He, uh, he really came through clutch a couple times. So he's got the experience now. We're gonna they're gonna be leaning on those senior guys that have been there and done that before, and uh, so just from that whole that whole total uh, standpoint, I'm gonna go Case and Howell. It, it does feel like this is almost a passing of the torch moment for some of these guys that saw that little bit of success early on as freshmen, up underclassmen, and then now waded through COVID weird years and a little bit of a downturn. Not I won't call it that, but a kind of a, a leveling off, and now starting to be part of that upswing again. So it would be. A lot, of, a lot of poetry going on with, you know, potentially this regional and uh, this senior class getting to do something very, very special. I like that pick, uh, but here's the thing. Every guy on this roster has the opportunity to be the guy this weekend. Don't Make think yourself a legend. A, don't think for a second just because Sonny Deshera may, not, may or may not have a great batting game that one of these other guys isn't going to show up. It, it can be, you know, as you talked about, Bobby Barrels has come on can be you know another beautiful masterful pitching performance by gonzalez this team is stacked a lot more than people think it is and i'm excited to watch it but those are our thoughts on the regional and kind of taking a retrospective look back at the rest of the regular season we would love to hear from you on social media what are your thoughts about this team the season that they've had and what are your expectations for them in the regional and maybe even beyond before we get out of here mr dustin where can they find you on social media you can find me on twitter d-m-i-c-h-a-u-d 28 and you can find me on twitter as well at tiger 24 thank you guys so much for tuning in to e2c extra as always we appreciate you being here until we talk to you again war eagle war eagle buddy
Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.